0: Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Willow Tree Online, where we explore how to live our values in our heart, health, and home. I am your co-host, Stephen Hudson, joined by my beautiful other half,
1: Christina Hudson. Christina
0: Hudson. Uh, How's everybody doing? (laughs) Thanks for tuning in and listening. Uh, We've got uh, a nice like to the point, kind of. I think what's going to be a really focused and really high value episode for you today, we're talking about rest um, and more specifically, true rest versus fake rest. How can we actually make sure that we are building in true regenerative rest in our lives? And uh, so that's going to be our core conversation today. But before we do that, as always, we're going to start with Three highlights of the day. So we're going to jump right into it here. Christina, how are you doing today?
1: Three highlights of the day. What were your three highlights? Well, well honestly, the day started off a little bit rough.
0: A little rough. Got a little sick
1: last night. So, um, it was a bumpy start. There <laughs> were A couple tears. <laughs>
0: and, a couple. Yeah.
1: And, um, it got really good though. And I actually had this thought when I was like, woke up and I was like I don't feel well and last night was so hard and I just had this thought I bet though by the end of the day I'm gonna be like wow that was a great day because that's kind of how things work you know yeah when you have really big lows there's usually some unexpected highs yeah. so mine were one there was a deer like in our backyard like right on the other side of the fence and I don't think we've ever seen a deer We haven't. Have we? Not Not, in this house.
0: Not in this house. So they were all over the place in our country house, as one would expect in the country of Tennessee. But yeah, since we moved kind of back into the suburbs of Nashville, I haven't seen any yeah. at our house. So that was the first one, kind it of so fun. was cool.
1: Oakley was going bananas and the deer was just standing there looking at it like <laughs> you are ridiculous. I think he
0: was reliving his glory days on Lenny. the on the country house cuz he would chase deer. He yes. could he I watched him outrun a deer on our property. He is so fast. I was He really may have impressed. lost
1: some of his fitness though. I think he might line. have. Yeah, he's a little <laughs> older too. <laughs> okay, so that was number 1. My second one was um we, I was home today and I was in my bedroom, like brushing my hair or something. And Beckett was in the kitchen and he was eating his lunch on the floor on a plate. And I hear him say, mama. And I was like, I'm in here, Beckett, because he, he always likes to be where I am or know where I am. And so I said, I'm in the bedroom, Beckett. And he toddles all the way across the house and he comes up to the door in the bedroom and he's holding his plate. And I was like, amazed that none of that food had fallen off (laughs) and he hadn't tripped. He had made it all the way across the house, holding his plate of food
0: more than I could do.
1: And he saw me and he just plopped down right there and kept eating Mm -hmm. just because he wanted to eat wherever I was. And that was just so sweet. Well, and
0: that was your lunch. And you guys use, I mean, every day you eat lunch together. Yeah, true. So he's like, where are you? He's really recognizing those kind of patterns, you know, it's like, wait a minute, I'm supposed to be eating with mom right now. That's kind of on this same vein I was doing uh, a workout in the morning the other day and you know we have a couple places where you know like we have a Berkey and he's had kind of an experience with the Berkey where he's you know been using it and it gets water on the ground and we go oh we need to wipe that up and so we grab a towel and we wipe it up well I'm doing this workout in our living room and I'm sweating and he comes toddling in from where he was playing and he s- watches like he I watch him see like sweat falling And he, like, notices that it's on the ground. He toddles off, grabs a towel, comes back, and starts wiping off the yoga mat. Where, I'm sweating, because he knows that's what we do. He's, like, he's connecting all of these things right now. It's really wild
1: it's funny because he still doesn't have much language like he only uses like
0: three words yeah half (laughs) the time when i i know he's saying dad i'm like you're not what are you saying right now
1: yeah yeah he's
0: he's still he's babbling a lot but it still doesn't quite so much going on in his head so much going on yeah
1: okay my third one is i got a nap today in the basement on that bed and our, our
0: basement's really nice by the way that's not like a go I went basement. down to the
1: basement yeah that's like my happy space um if you follow me on Instagram you saw that we did a little renovation of it so anyways that nap was just so delightful and I needed it so badly after having a really hard night yeah. so what were your three highlights Steven?
0: yeah my three highlights were uh today I went to the garden Um, my, the community garden that I volunteer at every Saturday, we're recording this on a Saturday surprise, um, spoiler, (laughs) but, um, no, it was great. And we had the most, uh, volunteers that I've can remember ever having on a Saturday. Usually the Saturday crew is pretty small, which is kind of funny. It's usually like three people, including the main person that runs it. But today we had nine people. So we just blasted through. Our tasks. It was a whirlwind, but it was really fun. Really good veg that we got to bring home. It was just, it was great. It was really, really good. It was hot. So getting hot and sweaty and dirty <laughs> and all that stuff. Uh, the other thing was Beckett, kind of the same one as Christina, where he like his plate in her but it was just more the like when he started to eat and the reason this is my highlight is because I had forgotten yeah, what, what
1: happened there I had Steven? forgotten <laughs> to give
0: him that food because <laughs> I had come in uh, he was, had napped on me parenting and he woke up and he we went right to playing and so for like an hour and a half we're just playing we're doing stuff and and i know like when he's hungry when he's asking me for things and he wasn't asking for any of it but i had forgotten that christina had said hey when he wakes up like i've got some food for him in the fridge that you need to give him and i forgot to give him that food and so well, we're getting ready to go and christina's like oh how did you know how did his lunch go and i went <laughs> what lunch oh no, oh, no. <laughs> forgot to feed my kid. And so we brought it out. And again, he wasn't, it wasn't like he was sitting there like tugging at my pants, like feed me dad. But, um, but once it came out, it was like, Oh yeah, He's I'm hungry. And, yeah. Literally like one hand <laughs> over the other shoving food into his mouth, which, uh, made me laugh. It was a good, it was a good scene. Um, just to remind us to celebrate, you know, food and eating and <laughs> <laughs> all of that. Tastes uh, even better. If you have to go. Other, the third highlight is another gardening one, but it's from my garden. And, and uh, my garden's doing pretty good. Some stuff that wasn't looking like it was doing well, it looked like it was flat out struggling, has really turned around. It's thriving now. And the MVP are these little spinach plants, and it's gotten hot here, like it's been warm, mm-hmm. and spinach is a cold weather crop, so they, they're supposed to bolt as soon as it gets warm. This spinach plant it just keeps going and I've gotten I've let it go a little too long and it's I've had some of the biggest spinach leaves I've ever seen off of these little spinach plants. So they it's a are metaphor
1: for life. Yes. All the little struggling spinach <laughs> out
0: there. Somewhere in there is a lifeless. <laughs> uh, yeah. So um, it, was, it was really fun to harvest that and go, wow, I'm still getting spinach from these plants that should be long gone. So anyway, those are were, those were my three. Listener, what were your three highlights? Take a moment to check in on that and see if you can come up with three or five or ten. Wow. Just kidding. The point is actually to like, try to narrow it down to, (laughs) I usually have a bonus, but I didn't today. (laughs) All right. So let's talk about, let's talk about rest. Let's dive into the core content here. Um, this is something that, um, you know, that, that is really personal to me because I've really explored this for myself. Um, for a while. So um, I'm really excited to talk about this today.
1: So, this all started because a while back, like a couple years ago, Steven came to me, and I don't know if it had been like a book you were reading or it was just a realization of your own, but you said, I had this realization about true rest versus fake rest. And ever since that conversation, it's just been something that's become really important to us and that we look at often. Like, are we getting true rest or is this fake rest? And so we're going to talk about, like, what the differences are there. Basically, what is rest that's really restorative Mm -hmm. versus what's, like, laying on the couch and watching netflix and then afterwards maybe you don't feel restored so we're gonna start by um going through a few definitions Mm -hmm. of rest because i love definitions Mm -hmm. right so some that i found um that i thought were really interesting were ceasing work in order to recover strength i think that's so interesting
0: very interesting
1: um And then another one that I found was just the origin of the word rest um, is a Latin word meaning to remain or to stay back or behind. And so just like even those two definitions, I feel like kind of makes you think about rest differently. Like Mm. it's not just something you're doing because you're tired. It's something that you do in order to recover your strength. Mm -hmm. So it actually is something that's like, pouring into you Mm -hmm. and then also that it means to remain. Mm -hmm. And I think that's really Mm -hmm. interesting.
0: It is really interesting. As a culture, we don't do rest very well. And I should say, when I say as a culture, I mean, as a American culture, Mm -hmm. there are definitely other countries, other cultures that do rest much, much better than we do. But in our sort of civilized, you know, modern American society, we don't we don't do rest very well. Work
1: is really glorified.
0: Work is really glorified. The hustle, grind, Mm -hmm. go, go, go. You know, and and I mean, I could talk for a long time about how um, our society is set up in a way that is so counterintuitive to the natural rhythms of how our bodies and our brains work, like sitting working staring at something for eight hours a day like that is or nine or ten hours a day which most most i'd say most people are doing like that is just it's not how we're meant to exist you know and it's not how human beings have existed for you know a, a long time for our entire history um and so but one thing that I think for our generation, especially folks who have been kind of born into the tech generation, this always-on mentality, we've never known anything kind of prior to that. And we're just kind of caught up in this, I think, culture that that never rests. We're always plugged in, at least in our mind. Like mm-hmm. our brains are always going and plugged in. So, Like even
1: our rest activities are often... Right. Right,
0: Yeah. We're going to, we're going to talk about that. Yeah. So it's, um, it's something that we don't do very well. Um, automatically it's not like we're, our environment doesn't lend, doesn't educate us on how to do it well, which means we have to be really intentional to fight for our rest. And we need to figure out what actually restores us, what gives us rest. And we have to, we have to like put a stake in the ground and claim it and really fight for it. Um, otherwise, all these pressures of society, you know, we're just going to take it right back from you.
1: Yeah, and it, it seems like it would be something that would be easy, but it's actually like it's you actually have to think about what is restful for me because it's actually different for everybody. And like, that was a huge mindset shift for Steven. He realized I'm like resting a lot, quote unquote, but I'm not actually feeling rested. Mm -hmm. And I think in that season, maybe, you know, you'd been, just watching a lot of shows or whatever. And none of this stuff is bad, Mm -hmm. but you were noticing, like, I don't actually feel filled up. Whereas then you would go out and you would spend a day, like being really active, doing activities that weren't quote unquote, like restful, Mm -hmm. um, and yet you would come back feeling so refreshed and so rested because yeah. so that's when the wheel started turning and we started thinking about, okay, what's the difference here? Yeah. So,
0: yeah. And yeah. I mean, if, yeah, as you're listening to this, you know, take a second here to think, like, try to remember a time if you can, like remember a day where that happened, where you've ended the day. Or maybe you woke up the next day going, I feel so good. Like, I feel so refreshed. And what what was the day like that kind of led into that? What did you do? And um, I'm curious what that is for you. But try to, if you can remember that feeling, I can think of that, a couple of those feelings where I'm like, oh, I just feel good and so refreshed. Um But yeah, I mean, for me, I noticed that, you know, work was really intense and really hard. And so I was tuning out and quote unquote resting at the end of the day or even like midday, like I take a little midday break. But um, I and I noticed this even back when I was working at Apple at the Apple store, you know, the Apple store. If you go into the break room of the Apple store, you know, people are out like the job is to be out on the floor talking with people interaction using your brain and then uh and looking at screens and stuff you go to the break room and everybody's on their breaks looking at their phones like checking things playing games doing whatever watching a video but like it's like you go from this high stimulus environment to like taking my break and continuing to engage my brain and uh and so the result is was just this net you know, as the day and as the week would go on, the weeks would go on. I'm like, I'm not, I'm feeling more and more depleted hmm. and I'm not recharging. And I realized that I'm like, I need to do whatever I'm doing right now. I'm not recharging. I'm not restoring my energy. It's not enough to just not expend more hmm. like, cause you're, you're giving all day. And so you, the, the rest for me, rest needs to be something that actually actively refills my energy so that I have more to give after I have done that activity. That's Um, so good. That's the
1: difference there, right? So if you're like, okay, what's the difference between true rest and fake rest? (laughs) Fake rest is a funny way to say it, but we haven't come up with a better way. Yeah. Um, but it's the difference there is like not just not expending energy, or distracting yourself
0: Mm -hmm.
1: versus filling up. Yeah. So is it something, is it an activity that's just kind of distracting you Mm -hmm. and your brain's just tuning out, but also not (laughs) tuning out from real life to enter into Mm -hmm. something else or someone else's world? Yeah. Or is it something that's filling you up? And I think that's how we can notice. And that could be different. Someone's rest could be someone else's not rest.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, like for so for me, I can I can tell you what my sort of my list was that I kind of came up with. For me, it was um browsing YouTube and watching YouTube videos. That this was all fake rest and this is what I was doing. And I was browsing YouTube and like, just kind of watching, you know, YouTube videos. Or I was watching a movie. Um I was uh learning something so i would be like taking a course or i'd be researching or i would be um reading reading a book but in this case it was like reading like a a book to learn something and uh listening to podcasts uh listening to again audiobooks like with the intention of like it was kind of self-help or business like educational material all of that stuff it's all good and for some people, it might be restorative. For me, though, I was—it was engaging the same part. Like it, it was engaging me. I was having to put forth a lot of effort, uh, and it was. I think the key thing here is that, you know, it was using the same part of my brain that was tired, that was needing rest, mm-hmm. right? And so I've I've heard a phrase where it goes, "If you work with your head, rest with your hands." And I think it's also vice versa. If you work with your hands or your body, you know, you're doing something really physical, mm. rest with your head, rest with your brain. But it's the idea is what is the thing that needs to be restored and rested and then do an activity that is not using that thing, <laughs> whatever it is that needs to be rested. You know, you, you, you've got and it sounds so obvious saying that, like, don't use the thing that's overworked. But with our brains, it's a lot trickier it's a lot harder you know to to identify like oh i'm using the same kind of part of my brain so to give a an example of what true rest was for me then and i wrote i made like a little sheet you know i wrote like one column was true rest one column was fake rest and on the other side i wrote like reading books that were stories of people like memoirs um, or fiction fiction was really restful for me because it engaged a different part of my brain. I wasn't learning. I was imagining, I was reading a story, um, listening to music, playing music, playing drums or my handpan and, um, physical activity. So going out and gardening, going out and like doing a workout, going out for a walk or a hike. Um, being with Christina, being with a friend, coffee with a friend, be, playing with Oakley. Um, those, those were all true rest things, things that would refill my battery. Like, and I could, I could feel it. I would go and I, I, was, I became really aware of it. I'd be like, okay, I'm feeling tired. I'm going to go do one of my true rest activities. And I would do it for like 15 minutes or something. And I would feel my energy come back. So that that's kind of my example, but um, let's go through um, let's go through. There's our seven types of rest, and I forget where we saw this. I know, but uh, this is not our <laughs> idea. I mean, it's pretty
1: commonly known now. Like if you Google it, they all come up. Okay, so
0: um, but really, this is thinking through like how do we create rhythms of rest when we feel burned out, and it's helpful to think about. There's these seven types these seven core types of rest
1: because sometimes it's hard to even know what you need right it's like yeah. I don't know so many days I just say I'm just exhausted in every way yeah <laughs> and it's hard to know so and these... when you're
0: exhausted it's hard to yes. you know figure out like well, what do I need to unexhaust myself
1: so this is kind of a practical way of okay so where do we start and so we're gonna read through these seven forms of rest and maybe you can listen for one that just speaks perks your perks your interest or maybe there's one or two in here. Um and then we'll we'll talk more about that. But do you want me to go through them? Okay. So number one is physical rest. That's pretty obvious. Resting your physical body, mental rest. So like Stephen was needing mental rest in that season and yet he was engaging with a bunch of learning activities. Um spiritual rest that can look different for different people. um, but that that doesn't necessarily mean like I've read that described as it doesn't mean like you're rusting from spirituality, but rather you're resting in spirituality. Mm. And there's a difference there. Um, emotional rest. If you're a four out there, you could probably always use Enneagram <laughs> four. Use a little emotional rest. Um, but no, that can be sometimes even... I feel that if I, if a lot of people who I love in my life are really suffering or struggling, sometimes we need a little bit of emotional rest where we have to just kind of like, I'm going to focus on something else for a little while and, um, yeah, just have a little space there so you can be more full when you're with those, those people that you love so much. Sensory rest. I would say this is my top one and I'll, explain that. Yeah, in This minute. is a
0: really big one for me too. Yeah. Yep.
1: Like a stimulation basically mm-hmm. of all of your senses, um, social rest. This is people engaging in relationship, um, and then creative rest, which is, looks different for different people. Um, but sometimes we're all creators, we're all creating something in some way. And if you're doing that, especially like as part of your vocation, mm-hmm. you can definitely need some creative rest from there. Yeah. I have projects I'm working on right now. And like this week I didn't work on them at all mm-hmm. because I just needed a little break. It started to feel exhausting. Yeah. So those are the seven types of rest. We'll put those in the show notes. But yep. the, the question that we would ask you is which one of those stands out? Um, and what, what do you feel like you need most in this season? So yeah. do you have one, season that stood out for you right now? I think that,
0: uh, yeah. The one that stood out for me, I think is, um, I would say is mental rest. And, um, I've been kind of in spiritual rest now for, um, for quite a while. Um, I, I, you know, a couple of years ago, I really started asking some, some big questions, um, started challenging some, some stuff that hadn't been challenged for me. And it was really intense and really hard and all of that. And I've kind of allowed myself to not do that right now, you know, not have to like find the answers or ask the big questions and wrestle with it because, I just don't have capacity for that right now and I'm can, I'm happy with where I am. And so um, I've been kind of just allowing mm. that, you know, which has felt really good. Like when you said resting in spirituality, I, I had that, that phrase, like I'm just allowing this to be what it is. Mm. And for me, that's how spiritual rest comes in where I'm like, I'm not mm. fighting or learning or trying to do anything I'm just like no I'm just gonna exist here I'm Mm. just going to be Um, so yeah I'd say mental rest and um, spiritual rest for me right now and always sensory rest. (laughs) That's, that's one we both need quite a bit of, but we both, it's kind of funny. It's something I've I've noticed in our marriage. Like we tend to get overstimulated at the same time. (laughs) Like we have about the same capacity where it's like, there's music playing or like the lights are on or there's some other noise happening. And all of a sudden we both go, okay, stop, turn it off, Like, everything, turn the music down, change it. It's done. Like it just gets to be too much. And so we just turn it all down. Um, and, uh, you know, for me, I started driving quietly. You know, I used to always have a podcast on, always had music on. And now more often than not, it's quiet. I just, I just have it. Mm -hmm. I have nothing on just to give my brain a break. Mm -hmm. So anyway, yeah, that's mine. What about you?
1: Yeah, I would say mine is sensory rest as well. Just right now in raising a sweet little one and a half year old, um, it's yeah. even more elevated. But that, and especially I think too, because I have, um, I live with POTS that um, my POTS diagnosis, it, I, I'm highly sensitive to like, feeling overstimulated, I think maybe partially because of that as well, because my body can be so loud internally. There's so many things going on, like my blood sugar is up and it's down and my vision just got weird. And there's so much going on that I have a lower capacity, I think, for a lot of sensory input. And so that for me is something that I have to constantly think about, and it was interesting, I had this thought while you were talking earlier, Stephen. Um, we kind of, you don't make fun of me about it, but mm-hmm. we have this difference in our persons that um, Steven loves, like, use an app for this, this is going to make it easier, or yeah. I cannot believe you're doing our finances with a pencil, you yeah. know, and I'm always like, no, this is the way I want to do it, I'm, I'm very... I don't prefer apps or technology or Kindles. I'd rather have a book. And I was just thinking as you were talking, I wonder if that's actually part of my need for sensory rest. Mm. Like I'm constantly feeling overstimulated. So for me yeah. to like be working on a screen yeah. is so much more overstimulating than working with a pencil. Yeah. I never really thought about that before. It's a
0: really interesting connection and yeah. and because it's true. And again, like kind of, connecting back to that idea that like a lot of us grew up in technology. Um, and this is especially true if you've grown up in technology, you're just, you're, you're used to it. It's a part of your life. But I read, uh, I read a study that they tracked like what happens in your brain. If you were to, you know, you're, you you need to write something down, right? So I'm going to go and I'm going to just write a document. I'm going to write 500 words about a topic and they it was between a pen and paper and a laptop. So some people did a pen and paper, Mm. some people did a computer and just tracking their brain. And what they found was like when your brain, when you look at a digital device, your brain sees basically unlimited opportunity, Mm. unlimited options, unlimited actions you could take. It starts to imagine because it can do so many. What can't you do on a computer? I mean, you can browse, you can type, you can create images. I mean, there's so much and like your brain knows all of that. And so just by looking at a computer, it like activates that and it goes, Oh, I'm going to think about everything we can do. And it just activates like all of this. Like if you imagine like a warehouse of servers, you know, or a warehouse of computers all turning on, you know, it's like, that's just humming in the background. Versus the people that just did a pen and paper, it's like your brain sees, oh, I have a pen and I have a paper. That's all I can do is Mm -hmm. I can write here. So it's like instead of this whole warehouse of computers turning on, it's like there's one. There's just one in the corner. It's the pen and paper one. So it's way, way less overwhelming for your brain.
1: Yeah. That's so interesting. I used to have my to-do list on my phone. And like a few months ago, I noticed that like, I would pick up my phone more often. Cause I was looking at that and I was like, Oh, I need to check that off my to-do list for the day or whatever. But then it's like, it was, it was like two or simulating or all of a sudden like, Oh, an email popped over. You see so much exactly mm-hmm. what you said. So I moved my, um, to-do list to a little piece of paper on my desk every day. It sits there with my pen and I write my to-do list down every night before bed. And then I cross things off manually. And that's like a good example for me of sensory rest. Um, and I, I also think like, usually the area that you need rest in most can be, there's resistance there. So like, When I go down to the basement for an hour Mm -hmm. every day, I have this like alone time. That's my rest time. And it doesn't work if I go down and I like watch YouTube, even though there's nothing wrong with that. I'm like, I'm not refreshing myself. I'm entering into a different story, a different person's life, their story, Mm -hmm. which is great. And I enjoy doing that. But then when I come back up, it's like, wait, I'm no less simulated than I was when I went down there. So what I have to do, even though I want to just go down and watch a show, Mm -hmm. but instead what I have to do during that time is I turn all the lights down except Mm -hmm. for one little light. I put on really calm, instrumental music. I have my journal and my pen in case thoughts come up that I won't have to put them, make a note on my phone. And then I have a paper book. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like That's what I bring down with me. I don't even usually bring my computer up because it's tempting. And so I think even like the person who who needs social rest, maybe Mm -hmm. it might be like, ah, but I really want to go to that thing. And it's like, yes, these are all good things, but we have to sometimes tend to ourselves in these ways so that we can be more full and whole and vibrant to enter back into that situation. Like I want to come up here and spend the rest of my evening with Beckett and feel wildly available for whatever stimulation he needs to offer. You know, like if he needs to yell or scream or play, I want to be here for it.
0: Yeah. Well, and that brings up a good point that you need to know what you're resting for. You know, it's like for you, The, the point of your rest is to be energized for whatever Beckett can throw at you. So you need to know, okay, well, what am I, what am I about to enter into? What do I need energy for? And for you, it's like massive stimulation, right? Sensory overload from this little wonderful which feels like
1: he's not even that like he's not a chaotic child it's just the constancy
0: well yeah every kid but it's for you yeah Yeah. you're you're his mom and he's he's a barnacle baby as we lovingly refer to him (laughs) as and you have pots like you're very sensitive to that so like for you for you it's sensory overload yeah and so you it's That's just a really good thing to think about is like, okay, I need, knowing I have to go into that, I need to rest to Mm -hmm. recharge Mm -hmm. so that I have enough to go into that. (laughs) Like your
1: weekends, you need extreme mental rest on Saturday and Sunday because your brain is going to have to work so hard. Yeah.
0: Like my, my core, my core two pieces of rest, I've talked about them before. It's doing the community garden on Saturdays for two hours. That is a social break for me where I know, well, not even a break. It's like, I get some social activity. So it's kind of nice to like get out of my head and out of the walls of my house and engage with people that I know nothing about who live totally different Mm -hmm. lives. It's just helpful. Like it's rest from my own life. Mm -hmm. And then it's also, I'm not thinking about work. I'm not, I have no responsibility. I'm just there doing what they tell me to do, you know, and I'm getting to play around in dirt doing it. So there's that and then going on a hike. Those are like my two weekend rest things and I need those. I need those like oxygen or I have a bad week. It's amazing how just those two things, it's like a couple of like a few hours on the weekend doing these two different activities fuel me up. I'm more patient, I am less irritable, I have more creative energy, I have more stamina for every day and I can be a rock for our family. I can be steady and grounded. And if I don't have those things, it's like I lose that, you know, it, it, it's, it's really wild to Mm -hmm. feel (laughs) and live into. So, um, yeah, yeah.
1: That's a helpful takeaway as well. Um, we're going to end here with like, you know, what's the applicable thing here? But this idea, like, what happens if we avoid true rest? We start to become a version of ourself that everything we're talking about in the Willow Tree Online, right, is like becoming a more healthy, whole version of yourself. Yeah. Um, and so what happens if we avoid true rest over time, even if we can't necessarily see it, we're stepping further and further away from like that vibrancy and fullness that we could be for our life and for the people around us and it's an interesting challenge too if there's someone in your close you know family circle like for Steven if I recognize that he is really like overwhelmed or he's maybe having a harder time with like Beckett or with my emotions or whatever mm-hmm. rather than being like what is like, you're not being what I need you to be. The compassionate question might be, Hey, I wonder what kind of rest you're needing right now to like really fill back up because you seem really depleted. And that's something that I think is a really like, um, it's compassionate to look at, look after ourselves that way. Mm -hmm. If you're like, I just keep snapping at my child or, you know, and rather than feeling badly about that, which, I guess is okay too. But a compassionate thing to do would say, I I feel overstimulated or I need some emotional rest. I need some physical rest. And then extending Mm -hmm. that compassion to the people in your home as well. And with our children, if Beckett's losing it one day, he might be overstimulated. He might need sensory rest. And like, I need to be aware of that.
0: Yeah, I love that. And uh, it's another tool for Uh, moving out of like a victim mindset, you know, and like, and not even a victim mindset, but just having agency over your own experience, you know? Mm. And for me, I know, like I used to be like, gosh, like I'm so, I'm a bad dad because I'm, I'm so irritated at Beckett right now. Why am I like that? I don't want to be like that. And I'm like beating myself up inside, you know, I'm like hitting myself. And in reality, like you said, it's like, now I can say, oh, I must need some kind of rest. I'm not getting something that I need Mm -hmm. to show up as my best self. What is that thing? It's a totally different conversation. You know, in one, I'm bad and and I'm just like tearing myself down inside. And the other, it's separate from me. It goes, oh, I just, I don't, I'm not getting what I need. How can I get what I need? Mm -hmm. And yeah, I love, I love that example. I love that example. So, yeah, how can you apply this to your life? Um I would recommend doing that little exercise that mm-hmm. I kind of did um when I was doing this, which is take out a piece of paper, draw a line down the middle, label the column on the left true rest and the column on the right fake rest. Or if you're a rebel, do it the other way. I don't know. <laughs> um if you want to rebel against me telling you what to do, feel free. But, uh, but make that two-column list and just start noticing things. You don't have to, like, do it all right now. Like, for me, I kind of filled it in over the course of, like, a week or two as just as I noticed things, as I was kind of aware of it. I was like, you know what? That thing, I did it, and it I didn't feel rested after, so I'm going to put it in the fake rest column. Um, there were some things I knew right away, though, so... Highly encourage you to do that and see what comes up and see and be really honest with yourself. There's no reason to do this if you're not going to (laughs) be brutally honest. You know, if you're like, oh, that thing that I love to do. Like for me, it's video games. You know, like I play video games most nights and usually I'm playing with friends. But like that's not honestly, I I wouldn't put that as like a true rest activity. It is taking something from me. Mm -hmm. So I have to be aware of that. But. As much as I would want to be like, no, that feels restful. It's like, no, if I'm honest with myself, that goes in the fake rest column. So be honest with yourself.
1: And if you're not sure, you can ask like your best friend or your spouse. Yes, they'll tell you. Hey, (laughs) After what activity am I the best version of myself?
0: Or like, hey, if I play video games, is that... Do 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 I I, see more filled up? Do I see more restful? (laughs) No. (laughs) No, you don't.
1: So that practice could help you. Once you look at your list, it could help you identify what type of rest you're needing um, of those seven forms or vice versa. Maybe you can identify which of the seven forms of rest you're needing right now. And then you can make a list around that specifically. Another thing that's just helpful in this practice is Creating check-ins for yourself. So, like Stephen and I, we um, once a week we have a sheet that has questions, like intention questions that we mm-hmm. ask each other and ask ourselves, and that's helpful. Just to have a check-in, like, what are you needing this week um, in terms of rest? Yeah, because it's really easy to run off the rails, and yep. you don't even realize that you're not getting what you need. Yep. So, give yourself a check-in. Um, Identify what type of rest you need, and then identify what experience you need in order to get that type of rest. Like Stephen was talking about, and then just to clarify, ask yourself if your rest is distracting you or if it's filling you up.
0: Yeah, that's, that's a big question. Yep are you are you tuning out? Are you trying to numb out, or are you truly trying to fill up? and rest for all you Enneagram nines out there that should hit home because we tend to numb out.
1: Yeah. And there's a place for that, right? Sometimes it's fine to numb out. It's like, that's okay too, but it's probably
0: not rest. Yep.
1: All right. Well, that's all we got for you.
0: That's all we got. Um, Yeah. Let's wrap up with whimsy and delight real quick. Um, But I hope that was a helpful conversation and uh yeah I'd love to hear what you guys got out of got out of that so um yeah whimsy and delight um, what have you been enjoying lately Christina
1: all right I have two things amazing okay the first one is right now around like six o'clock six seven the light in our home is so wonderful so cool. like there's just something about it's not dusk yet but mm-hmm. it's just still really bright but it's, it's golden like golden hour like that yeah it it's be.
0: golden hour but like where we are in <laughs> in the year and where the sun position is it's hitting it's like coming into our house in a different way which is yeah really
1: fun. I just love it I love standing out on the back deck at that time and it just feels like everything is like softening And I love that hour. Um, And then my other thing that is whimsying me is I am really grateful for two apps, which are Voxer and Marco Polo. And I use those like daily to stay in connection with my friends and my family who don't live locally or even the ones that do. But I just often think, man, I am so grateful for Voxer and Marco Polo because they truly like elevate my quality of life yeah and my relationships i use them daily
0: i love that i love that so much
1: so check out those apps if you need to connect with your friends
0: this is not a paid sponsorship <laughs> could be though marco polo reach out foxer reach out they're
1: definitely listening <laughs>
0: uh, for for me uh where i'm finding whimsy right now i also have two things how funny one is uh the fireflies are here oh
1: man steven's favorite
0: i uh, you know growing up in phoenix didn't have fireflies we visited some some friends of our family when i was like a kid in mississippi and there were fireflies that was the first time i saw them and i was smitten i was mesmerized by these strange weird creatures seemingly unnecessary creatures. And,
1: you still are.
0: and I still am. And I didn't know that they were, I didn't, it didn't cross my mind when we moved out here that they were going to be here. And I remember the night when I saw them for the first time, I just about lost my mind. And I was like, Oh my gosh, I'm living somewhere that has fireflies and they're here. Uh, and so right at that dusk time, you know, when the sun goes away, you can stand out there and just watch the backyard light up. And it's the, Best thing ever! So loving that right now.
1: Tennessee summer, we live for Tennessee it. Tennessee
0: summer. Uh, the other thing that is whimsying me right now is I got these new like workout slash hiking shorts that are from REI. They just had their big sale, and uh, and they're just so comfortable, mm-hmm. um, super comfortable, really light and soft. And I did a big hike in them uh, a couple weeks ago, and. It just was great. Is and there a
1: brand you want to share? What if someone wants these light it's the short Are, shorts? It's
0: the REI brand. Oh. REI, I think they're called like Swift Trails Running Shorts.
1: Okay, get um, yourself a pair of Swift Trails.
0: I can't remember the name. They're Swift or Swiftland, I think. Swiftland Running Shorts. Um, I got the short ones, y'all.
1: <laughs> they're, they're shorter than I've ever seen Steven got, in shorts. I'm like, got, oh, those I are got, different.
0: There's a seven-inch version and a five-inch oh, version. Oh, the five-inch? I inch the five-inch version. Uh, Speedo's so next. More more thigh than maybe anybody wants to see. But I'm telling you, I'm so comfortable <laughs> on the trail. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I... Everyone else is less comfortable, everybody. but you're more comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry everybody. Uh no, it's not it's not that bad. no it's not, it's I've not. seen worse. I've seen way worse, but I I'm not I'm not the I mean, if you go to any like marathon or half marathon, oh, yeah. you see some guys yeah. in some short shorts. Good. But um yeah, so I, they've just been super comfortable. I've been enjoying those. Love it. Um and then best thing you've eaten lately?
1: I'm going to go with steven's lattes
0: oh yeah i don't know
1: maybe i've used that one before this is my first but time not being is featured. it yeah okay steven's lattes if you've listened to the show you know that we have an evening latte we do a little decaf espresso and steven makes such a good latte um but we use the specific coffee that we use is called counterculture so if you're wondering what our favorite coffee is that is what it is you can actually get it at whole foods
0: yep Anywhere, Whole food, probably. Uh, Sprouts has started taking it too, but they don't have the decaf.
1: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We use decaf, but um, yeah. Counterculture coffee. Well, thanks. That's my favorite. What about you? What's your favorite thing you've eaten?
0: My favorite thing I've eaten lately uh, is the acai bowls from our favorite vegan.
1: I think cafe. that was what we said last episode.
0: Oh, was it?
1: It's okay. It's a repeat. I'm sorry. Honestly, we had well, twice. we had it
0: again. <laughs> <laughs> we had it again and it was just as good the second time. Uh, it, no, yeah, it really they're just, it's fresh in my head.
1: What about this. the acai bowl? Okay.
0: I'll change. I can change my answer. Oh, I'll say, okay. I'll say, um, I'll say the greens, my salad that I have every day. So the salad you made me like, I I've gotten this latch batch of greens that I got from the community garden. That's my payment for volunteering. Cause I get to take home veggies and the lettuce, it was butterhead lettuce, I think is what it's called. Yeah. Or bitterhead butter. Butter. I think it's, <laughs> butter, but, I think it's, it's butter. butterhead. It's not bitter. Bitter lettuce. Uh, butterhead lettuce. And we've been, and some romaine. And, and arugula. And arugula. The arugula, arugula mean, you, is you what? i using that in my salad and it is so tender and <laughs> soft and it's so good. It's, it's... Just I feel amazing. like you've
1: mentioned your salad, too. We like to repeat delicious things.
0: We just only eat delicious things. But we
1: haven't specifically shouted out the bitterhead lettuce.
0: <laughs> bitter, bitter head. All right. Um, should I say uh, my elephant garlic What's that I the, just harvested? Oh, Maybe that's the best thing. But you except,
1: harvested an awesome onion today, too, from your... Well, Beckett harvested it. Beck,
0: Beckett decided it but was But it, it, it was ready. It was ready. I found out later, he knew. yeah. knew. Yeah, he he knew. He had that sixth sense. Like, it's time. Pop that out.
1: The best thing Beckett's eaten lately. We'll give a little yeah. ode to him. Yes. He has he has become very interested in spicy food I knew, I knew what you were going
0: to say before this wasn't planned.
1: He will, he'll eat something spicy, and we'll be like, are you sure you want that? Because he, all of a sudden he wants whatever we're eating for dinner. I'll make him his food, and he's like, no, what are you eating? I'm like, it's spicy, buddy. You're not going to want this. So I put a little on his plate, and he takes that first bite, and we just watch his face, and I can't. I mean, I can't explain it very well, but basically, his mouth opens so wide and he starts panting, like to try to get the heat out. And we're like, yeah, buddy, it's spicy, you might want some water but then he goes back in for more he does. and so he licked the bowl clean of this spicy red curry that i made tonight and, and every time after every bite he's like panting we're like you don't have to do this bud like this we're not forcing you to eat this spicy food but oh he just it's like he's curious about like what is happening in my mouth i need to try that again i
0: need to do it again so yeah. that's his favorite thing and right he's like It's just the most pure reaction. You know, because, like, you know, his eyes get big. Yeah, his eyes get big. Like, so many things happen out of his control on (gasps) his face. In his body, Uh, you know, because spice it does. It's not just one thing. You know, it changes and it kind of lingers. So it's just how confusing going
1: from like breast milk and frozen blueberries to like spicy Spicy, curry. Yeah, that's like a firework in your mouth. Well,
0: and a funny thing about Beckett too, you've kind of said this before, is that he doesn't like he's never spit anything out. Like he he will just keep eating he'll whatever get, it like is a even terrible if he's
1: look on his face but he'll make sure he swallows
0: it well and he'll and he'll like eat it again you know like mm-hmm. there's something i don't know where he's gotten this poverty yeah, mindset around food to, yeah to <laughs> he's you? like i have to no, keep eating <laughs> uh, but it's funny in that case he's like it's so spicy i don't know what i what's happening I in my his, body and I then he, he just, just keeps so going curious like his yeah.
1: curiosity is overpowering his like pleasure sensors right now so he's like it's fine if it doesn't taste good i need to know what that
0: feeling was well there's some you know science too around like spice off the
1: rails with this beckett yeah but it's worth it it's worth it if you're still (laughs)
0: listening you care and what with spice like when we eat hot spicy food uh our body will create like feel-good hormones to overcome the pain and so it can actually be kind of addictive. I didn't uh, know this. Yeah. And so like, like dopamine. Uh huh. Yeah. So like you get a rush, especially when you wow. eat like really spicy food, like it's obviously it sucks, but then you get this rush after because your body's like dumping dopamine huh. into your system to overcome that. Um, and this is, this is, is really off topic, sweating. but the the hottest pepper in the world oh. is in North Carolina. It's this guy, um, I I can't remember his name right now, but he used to be a drug addict and then got clean and then somehow tried some spicy pepper and like got the same kind of like, (laughs) this,
1: this may be taken out of this podcast. This is just
0: so (laughs) like, what is even the moral of that? No, but now he's, he grows the world's hottest peppers. He's like a pepper madman. He grows the Carolina Reaper. And, uh, and he's just living his best life, not doing drugs, but the moral of the story
1: is if you can't find fulfillment through true rest, just go get some Cholula sauce.
0: Go get some Cholula. You might need something stronger than Cholula sauce, (laughs) but go get some spicy Sriracha. Sriracha.
1: All right. Well was interesting <laughs>
0: that was and... that was great uh all right y'all thanks for uh thanks for being here and uh grateful that you're listening and would love to hear what stood out for you from this episode and what was your takeaway what stood out to you about rest in your life, anything from what we shared, um, we'd love to hear. Love to get your A feedback. lot of you have
1: been messaging me on Instagram and sharing like your feedback or what your takeaway was. And we yeah. love, we love yeah. hearing that. So that's we're, kind of the easiest way, I think, to reach out if you want to just message accessible. me on
0: Instagram. Very accessible. Very Christi- accessible. Like we read, and Christina reads each message, and we're very responsive. So, <laughs> If you want to uh, if you want to talk to us they don't get we're here. lost in
1: my millions of followers.
0: indeed indeed <laughs> no we, we see them all so yeah, that's it for now. thanks everybody and uh, we'll see you next time under the willow tree. Bye, bye. Welcome my dear to the endless summer.
1: Welcome, my dear, to eternity.